Welcome to Tehillim Themes. We are in Capital Beis. Lama Ragshu Gaim. So it's interesting because we started in the first capital. It was David Amalek's birth and existence, which really represented all of our existences. And all of a sudden we jumped to his coronation right here. And Rashi brings down that something very fascinating that we've seen in in, in our own times, which was as soon as David Amalek was appointed the king of the Jews, the Polishtim and Shmuel Beis Parakalif uh, immediately run in and attack. It's kind of like the establishment of the state of Israel. All of a sudden, all the Arabs get up and say, wait, what's going on over here? And there's an absolute attack. So that's what's happening. And so really, this psalm is really the difficult question, which is, why do bad things happen to good people? David once again dealt with a pressing question in this psalm. Remember, the first question of Psalm 1 was, what's the path of life that makes a person happy? Why do evil people prosper? Which is the first possible that we're asking here. David's greatness is manifest in his ability to pose deep philosophical questions and provide intellectually sound and emotionally powerful responses. This psalm was written just after David's coronation. The Polishtim, who had killed Shul, were trying to subjugate the Jews, or at least had tried to kill Shul and the Jews, and thus began to taunt David in an effort to show their power. They rose to attack David at that time, see Shmuel Beis, Perak Hay, and onward, but their threats were found to be worthless, which ends up happening, and see the word Doctor explains. And let me just summarize that. David explains that evil only lasts in this world for a temporal time, but Hashem is eternal, and his justice will always prevail. Verse 4. The Polishtim wished to attack David as a means for expressing their anger and to wage war against Hashem himself. Their actions were seen as an affront against Hashem and his anointed one, Meshicho, the Messiah. Verse 4. This hints to the war of Gog and Magog, you can see Rashi, the final battle before Mashiach's arrival. Just as the Polishtim wish to wage war against Hashem, so too Gogumogog will come with an attack against Hashem himself. This is carried out with an attack against Hashem's chosen nation. I would like to expand upon two points here. First of all, we are embassies of God. Time and again, nations have gotten up to wage war against Hashem. They were unable to fight him, and so they expressed their hate and anger by taking it out on the Jews. I once witnessed this in a situation where a married sister was visiting her parents and came with her new baby in arms. The young lady's 10-year-old brother who happened to be an acquaintance but not friend of mine, was not behaving, and his sister reminded him repeatedly to please stop fighting and hurting people. The little kid looked up and realized that he was much smaller than his sister and was in no place to ignore her requests. He continued to misbehave, and when his sister came over to stop the fight, the ten-year-old wished to show his anger at her, and so he cruelly pinched the little brother that she was holding, the little baby that she was holding, his own nephew. The room was silent with expressions of disapproval and horror. The boy recognized that he had overstepped his boundaries, and the baby was screaming, and he left the room crying himself. This image remained in my mind for over three decades, and has always reminded me of the attitude of so many of the nations that have persecuted, persecuted the Jews, Hashem's precious child. The age-old question which we're dealing with. It's not possible to discuss the topic of why bad things happen to good people, and why do good things happen to bad people, in one short section. However, I will share a few thoughts and perspectives for those who wish to pursue the topic further. This question has been asked by many, many prophets. Musha in Shemos 33.13, according to the Gemara Bracha 7.8, which we'll see a little bit of a different interpretation, but that's what he asked. David here asked this question. Yermio and other asked this. Many other people. The answer. Why do bad things happen to good people? The answer is actually rather simple and rather complex. Either they are not bad things, or they are not good people. Please allow me to explain. We're not judging. All that Hashem does is just and fair. In God's vast orchestration, and view of life. We may not see this or fully comprehend it because we're coming in the middle of the play. However, we believe that Hashem's actions are based on absolute 
truth, and justice. Imagine a surgeon who cuts open someone's chest in order to perform an emergency heart procedure. Imagine the reactions of the bystanders present to a child he may watch with horror and think that the surgeon is a violent murderer. To an adult, he recognizes that this is the greatest act of kindness and life-saving action. In our lives, only Hashem knows the exact surgical procedures that we need. And I understand that you could ask, well, the surgeon didn't cause the problem that needed to be healed. He's just trying to help. Seemingly, God causes the problems. We believe in the afterlife, a time when good deeds will be rewarded and bad deeds will be punished in the most just and absolute way. Thus, Hashem gives Sadiqim pain and suffering in this world in order to perfect them and give them only pleasure in the next world. And Hashem gives evil people enjoyment and pleasure in this world in order to punish them away from achieving a portion of the next world. See Rashi, who explicitly states this based on the Pasuk of Devarim 7.10. This answer is simple, and it's basic to our faith, and it's an elementary belief that we have. In fact, it is so simple and true and obvious that Ramchal and Das Tunos asks how we'd understand the question asked by Moshe, David, and Yirmiyahu in the first place. More so, the Gemara Bracha states that Hashem told Moshe that he cannot understand the answer in this world. What part of the answer is not understood? What's going on here? So what did he really ask? Ramchal explains that most people don't even understand the question that Moshe was asking. He states that a complete reading of the Gemara will express the true question, which indeed has no complete answer, that it's fathomable to the human mind in this world, because that is God's answer. What does that mean? Only with the coming of Mashiach will the answer be fully grasped. The Gemara states, quote, Moshe asked Hashem, why does there exist a tzaddik who has a good fortune, and a tzaddik who has a bad fortune? Why does there exist a Russia, an evil person, who has a good fortune, and a Russia who has a bad fortune? A close reading of the Gemara leaves one totally perplexed. What exactly was Moshe asking? Why did he mention a tzaddik who has a good fortune? What's the problem with that? And a Russia who has a bad fortune? What's the problem with that? But the answer is that that's not what's being asked. The real question. A close reading of the Gemara, says from Chal, shows that the question at hand was not what the mechanics of good fortune and bad fortune are. Moshe understood clearly that bad things happen to good people in order to give them a greater Olamava, and good things happen to bad people in order to push them away from Olamava. Moshe was asking another question. How do you, Hashem, decide which Sadiq will have a good life and which will have a bad life? And how do you, Hashem, decide which Russia will have a good life and which will have a bad life? To that, Hashem replied, the answer is not revealed in this world and involves the most complex issues of divine providence and orchestration, which will only be revealed in the future. That is the question that we do not understand. We understand the basics around it. We understand a lot of components. We understand that Hashem runs the world and we connect with Him, and that everything Hashem does is just, and that most of the world is filled with Hashem's kindness. That's how Ramchal says that we are righties. Most of us are righties. And right represents chesed, and left represents din. I'm a lefty, don't worry. It's nothing personal. And most you see mostly chesed in this world. Hashem's kindness surrounds us. We have earth, we have water, we have food, we have air. We have so many amazing things. And yes, we have challenges too. King David implores us to dedicate our minds and hearts to Hashem and to strive to see divine justice throughout our lives. David turns to Hashem and expresses his unrelenting faith and devotion as a representative of Hashem and as a privileged member of the Jewish nation. May our tefillahs be answered Latova, and may we merit a Shlema and the release of all the hostages and the Yeshuos in every which way, and safety and security for Klai Yisrael may Atavet Olam with the coming of Mashiach. Amen.